This podcast is an examination of the historical research of William Branham and his message cult following. William Branham was a minister in the gambling town of Jeffersonville, Indiana, just across the river from Louisville, Kentucky, as early as 1933. He came in contact with the Reverend Roy E. Davis, an official spokesperson for the 1915 Ku Klux Klan, and later Imperial Grand Dragon of the Ku Klux Klan. Davis introduced Branham to the Pentecostal faith and the art of faith healing, which would later be introduced into Branham's stage persona as he took his place among the evangelists in the post-World War II healing revival. Branham is credited by some as being a catalyst for the Latter Rain Movement and Jim Jones of People's Temple. This podcast is not sympathetic to the views of the Ku Klux Klan that William Branham held, but it is disturbing and warrants research. This podcast is an examination of that research. You can find more about this research and other topics on the website william-branham.org. Join us as we turn back the pages of time and examine the controversial issues of William Branham and his message. There is one saying that you will find on the sermons of William Branham that is very correct. Satan cannot create. He only has the power to pervert what God has created. Though Branham himself broke this rule during the latter part of his ministry by teaching that beauty, women, and knowledge were created or designed by Satan, this statement describing limited power to pervert was fairly consistent. When Simon the Magician was rebuked for and condemned for attempting to purchase the gift of the Holy Spirit, he decided to pervert not only this gift but Christianity itself. With the help of Marcus the Sorcerer from Memphis, Egypt, Simon began to integrate the false gods of Egypt into their worship and into a new breed of Christianity that was called Gnosticism. Irenaeus, who Branham revered as the second church-age messenger, devoted his life towards exposing the evil behind this form of religion. Simon and Marcus, through pagan practice, started leading Christians away from the new covenant of grace to focus their hearts and their minds back to the law, which still had the power to curse. When Jesus said, It is finished, Satan was stripped of his power, but by using the power of the curse of the law, Satan brings our own curse upon our own heads. The book of James teaches us that any person that tries to keep the law, but does not keep the entire law, is guilty of the entire law. This guilt brings a curse, not the same curses of famine, captivity, and utter destruction, but it brings a self-inflicted curse of bondage and oppression. Gnosticism integrated ascetic practices into Christianity. This new breed of Christianity began to turn the minds away from the power of the blood of Jesus Christ. Instead, and like the law, they began to find ways that they could save themselves through the rules of this new version of the law. They had become 
works righteous. And in trying to save themselves by their own works or by their own ascetic lifestyles, this foundation that was laid did not stop with Gnosticism. Throughout time, you can easily trace Gnosticism's rise, division, and new branches that formed. These branches grew and divided and formed more new branches, each seeming to be better until it began to grow fruit. One of those branches was Pentecostalism. Through the foundation of, of ascetic practices and work-centered faith, Azusa Street produced another branch that grew into power, and that branch has since splintered into a large number of de denominations, including thousands of independent churches. And like the Gnostics of the ancient world, the Pentecostals taught that the Holy, Holy Spirit was an achievement rather than a gift that was given by faith in Jesus Christ. While the Bible teaches that the Spirit is freely given to all who believe in Jesus Christ, Pentecostalism taught a formula to achieve it. And William Branham took this formula one step further, laying out a roadmap of first justification, then sanctification, and then the gift of the Spirit, or as the Pentecostals calls it, the gift of the Holy Ghost. Using one single scripture, described, describing the question at Pentecost, Have you received the Spirit since you believed? Pentecostals taught that the baptism, this new baptism in Jesus' name, is part of the formula for justification, not realizing that by doing so, they were completely ignoring other passages of Scripture. Peter's famous sermon in Acts 10 says, Can any man forbid water that these should, be, should not be baptized, which have received the Holy Ghost as well as we? Acts 10 47. Like the Pentecostals, Branham used a passage of Scripture from Acts 19 to lay out his formula for this achievement. The verse says, And he said unto them, Did ye receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? And they said, No, we've not even heard that there is a Holy Spirit. And he said, Into what were you baptized? And they said, Into John's baptism. That's Acts 19. Verse 2. But there's one key element to this passage that was very quickly skipped over. There were the words, No, we have not even heard that there is a Holy Spirit. They had never heard the gospel of Jesus Christ. John's baptism was into repentance, but John was executed before the gift of the Holy Spirit was given. And the book of John tells us everything we need to know in order to receive our gift. And it's simple. Believe in Jesus Christ. If we look at John chapter 7, verses 37 through 39, it says, On the last day of the feast, the great day, Jesus stood up and cried out, If anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink. Whoever believes in me, as the scripture has said, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. Now this he said about the Spirit, whom they believed him were to receive. Let me read that again. Now this he said about the Spirit. This is what the Pentecostals call the Holy Ghost. Whom those who believed in him were to receive. For as yet the Spirit had not been given 
because Jesus was not yet glorified. That's John chapter 7, verses 37 through 39.